0: Can you give me a piece of paper? Because sometimes I have thoughts and I'm going to do a better job this year of not saying shit when I shouldn't be saying shit.
1: <laughs> That's a great goal to always That's aim for. That's a great goal. Chloe, um, I did something stupid. Oh, don't break anything. No, I did it. How, uh, do, we, how do we sound? Yeah. Okay, cool. let's start. Goals established. Oh, so I am starting. You oh, are starting. Oh, oh, I, I you said no. Oh, okay. Welcome back, everybody, to the second season of The Bundle of Hers. We made it! Season two. Can you all believe that we are on our ninth week of rotations already?
2: I know, and there's like a million more weeks to go. <laughs> and I'm on family medicine, why am I so tired? <laughs> I know.
1: I'm on OB, you don't get to complain.
2: <laughs> How's everybody enjoying their rotation life? I am currently on my third week of family medicine, which is outpatient clinic all day. Every day, seeing patients from the range of like babies to like 100 years old, like literally 100 years old. (laughs) So you never know what's going to come into clinic that day. So that's what I'm dealing with. That's super cool. Yeah. How about you, Margo? (laughs)
3: I'm on OPGYN right now. And I did the last two weeks on gynecological service, which is a lot of surgery, which I love. And it was awesome because we were in the OR pretty much all day.
2: And now happy place, my happy place, scrubs. And now,
3: yeah, I've been rocking scrubs, which is awesome. Um, But now I'm on labor and delivery, which
0: the first day was a little rough, but we can talk about it. What about you, Harjeet? So I am currently starting my surgery rotation, which I'm super excited about. I just did a CT surgery elective CT surgery is cardiothoracic surgery. And um, before that, I was on psychiatry. So Mm -hmm. I've been having such a good time because I'm so happy that I'm outside of the classroom setting.
2: You're basically touching the hearts and minds of people. Is that what you're telling me? Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) That was so like well put. So one thing, um,
1: I started out my rotations on electives and then I I went into neurology and um, I was in the ICU. It was the first time I've ever been in an ICU unit. I've never seen an inpatient aspect of Hospitals, I guess, mm-hmm. and so um, there was a lot of terminology I had to really learn, especially because um, personally, I've never really been involved in any in any healthcare fields or even even on TV or that culture. I've never been involved in it, and so there's a lot of terminology I had to learn. One thing I thought it was I thought it was kind of funny. I asked this question to my resident. I'm like, what is this thing where you take these little desks and you go from patient to patient with and you talk about patients, mm-hmm. their like history and stuff and She's like, oh, that's that's called rounding. And I was like, oh, I've heard of that word. <laughs> and then it's like, what about the one before that where you go to the, see the patient? She's like, that's called pre-rounding. I was like, OK, no doubt. <laughs> um, so there was it was very eye opening. There was a lot of information going through my head for yeah. that and trying to sort it out. What about you, Margo? Have you had anything like that? So, Lean, what I wanted to say is like, I think you bring up a good point because that's something that I didn't
3: realize, like a privilege that I had, having maybe A father in medicine, or maybe just from watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy, but I kind of already knew those terms. And I think I took for granted how someone who hadn't ever been in the ICU or been exposed to that, those would be like very important things to know, but are not explicitly taught even in orientation. So I think it's actually a valuable point that in transition to clerkship or in orientation to the clerkship, Specifically, they should maybe just do a brief overview, as simple as it seems. Some people may not right. even have right. ever heard of rounding or pre-rounding. And as a fun fact, those computer stations are called cows, computer workstation. Oh, cows? really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Cows.
2: Or... are a new thing every single day. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I'm not going to go around calling them
3: cows, yeah, though. I was just going to say, be careful you don't <laughs> say, like, go grab the cow in front of a patient and they might think you're talking about that.
2: Oh, oh my gosh well, no. has that happened
3: um i don't <laughs> know but that's what our residents said in our pediatrics thing because you're not so it must to, have some happened don't call them cows um what about you busha and harjeet i know you guys don't have well harjeet you have your sister in
0: your family who's in medicine um did you learn these terms from her My sister is in medicine, but I'll tell you something funny about my sister. Every time I remember when I was in high school and I had calculus and she had calculus, I'd go up to her and be like, could you help me? She's like, I have to learn everything myself. You have to learn everything yourself (laughs) because, you know, we're like first generation students. But I think she did that in a sense to make it so that I worked hard for everything I did. Now she's much more like, no, I do want to help you. I think her she knows what when the time and place is right to help and when it's like, no, you should figure this out saying all that. She usually lets me know what's going on, but just like lean, I would say I have had very similar experiences where I go into the hospital and I don't understand um, the way the systems work. And I think there's this underlying assumption that you do know. So Margo, I think you bring up a great point that this is something that should, that I wish more people would teach us.
2: Mm -hmm. For me, so I watched, like, a lot of TV. crazy <laughs> Yeah, you do. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy, House, like, any TV show, doctor. you name it, I watched it, right? And so I get a lot of, like, little nuggets from there for sure. Um, and then also just spending time in the hospital setting. I did work in a hospital before med school. I learned a lot during my time working in a hospital. Um, and I think I just... After a little bit, just becomes like second nature. Mm -hmm. And you know, now you know what rounding is, right? And you'll never forget what it is. And I think that's. Oh, yeah, I won't forget what rounding is. I feel like that's (laughs) what a lot of that is what a lot of being introduced into the clinical side of medicine is. Yeah. And that there is such a steep learning curve. Yeah. Every rotation, there's going to be something difficult about it, something. I guarantee it if there isn't you must be a freaking robot who knows everything right um and so with every rotation there's a new struggle this is my second rotation now and it's completely different from uh my first rotation which was ob-gyne um and it's difficult in a different way
1: i kind of think like that's how everybody in the hospital starts talking so Mm -hmm. um today was my first day of internal medicine and let me tell you how much of a great intro that was um I went to the front desk mm-hmm. and I was like can you tell me where the inpatient wards is for internal medicine she's like what <laughs> and I was like oh no I don't know any other terminology for this and so I had a, I I had a run around for a great hour and I went all the way from outpatient inpatient all the way outpatient inpatient no see here we go outpatient internal medicine to it was a mess so I think you're learning all this jargon per se, but you have to remember your patients are not going to understand that. And so when you tell them, you know, you're in this unit, they're not going to understand what's the point of them being in this unit besides I'm sick. This is why I'm here. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that a lot with NCC, you know, it's like you have the wards, but then the NCC is a whole different place, you know, what's NCC. So the NCC is the neural critical care unit. And it's from what I understood, (laughs) it's where patients who they can't protect their airway or anything like that. And so it's kind of a close monitoring unit, separate from being an on an inpatient. And one thing to add from this learning curve is, you know, people who are really into the the pop culture of medicine in you know in the TV world, they have more insight into what these are. I know I was talking to our producer, and uh, you know I was telling her, you won't believe I learned what rounding is, and she's like, oh, I knew what rounding was. I I watched Grey's Anatomy. Or- I was like, oh shoot! Yeah, <laughs> how you know? So yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of embarrassing, but I think that's this. um This leads me to um one thing that I really learned in third year is that you know sometimes it's going to be embarrassing, but if you don't ask, you're never going to learn, right? um And so sometimes ding, ding, you have ding. to gain star
2: that, that <laughs> you have Underline to gain it. that thick Sorry. skin
1: and just ask. You know, um I know I was shocked to find out that palliative care is a fellowship for MDs. I thought it was a separate field and Mm -hmm. so you know in the clinic you just hear me busting out like palliative care is for mds and the doctors laughed it was great but it's fine you have to gain that thick skin because these are the moments where you're going to learn these things you don't want to learn these later as a resident
0: (laughs) you don't want to learn these later as an md um right i think it's important to recognize that a lot of people do not understand these terms so lean i really appreciated that you you saying like our patients don't know what we're saying in fact maybe some of our listeners don't even know like for example you just use the word palliative care do people oh, yes. do people know what that is and i that point is what i have really learned this year is i hope that when i become a practicing physician and one thing that i try to do as a med student is use words that other people understand because we're coming to this hospital to get care but to feel comfortable, it's important to know what you're getting yourself into. I think that's such a
3: valuable point, Harjeet. The biggest part of taking care of patients is communication, right? And if we are so used to using these acronyms and uh, medical jargon, so to speak, to our patients. And I've noticed a lot of attendings say things to patients that I don't even know if I would have understood as a patient. And I kind right. of wonder, like, how much health literacy does this patient have and how much of what this doctor is telling them are they understanding? And so I think it's very important to understand where the vulnerability that we feel right now in, in asking, like you were talking about lean, like asking, Oh, what does that acronym mean when you feel stupid asking it because you think that everybody should know it, but to, to recognize that our patients may feel that right. way with us.
0: And Margo, and this is the exact point that I hope that we get to keep this, um, newness in ourselves because we know how the patients feel because we have like a very baseline education right like we're right. learning these words so i hope this is a lesson that i remember when i'm t- 20 years down in the line mm. yeah one thing they also didn't teach
1: is um how they present labs i know like during our first and second year we we have a whole list of like here's sodium here's you know? right and um, i was looking at the nurses chart she was presenting and there was these weird alien kind of marks I know they I don't look even like why? <laughs> they look like, like a the tree called. twigs. The
2: tree bone. twig. What is it called? The fishbone. Fish um, we'll post them on Instagram
1: if you're curious. They're very, yeah. I looked at that. I was like, what in the world is They look is like that?
0: tree twigs.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. I just
0: want to say that word again. Tree twig. <laughs> <I> <laughs> one more time, Margie. One more time. I said it five times. Tree twig. <laughs>
1: and so I think that's very important. And I think that's critical to incorporate into a transition to clerkship. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, students often think these are things that are going to make us stand out. But I don't think it's about that at all. I think you need time to get familiar with these tree twig looking things, right? When I look at that, I still don't know where everything goes. And you need time to get familiar with these things so that you can, you know, provide the better care through, you know, you get a more encompassing critical thinking if you understand what this is and you can see the whole picture.
0: Yeah, but Um, I I also wonder um, if the purpose is to kind of bombard you with these <laughs> new things so that they want you to like get used to having feeling uncomfortable all the time so you learn more what what do you guys think busha
2: um so dr Renner, who's harjeet's favorite professor <laughs> i, I think dr. he had Renner. a great philosophy on third year clerkships and he basically said something along the lines of i went to every clerkship with a few goals that I wanted to accomplish because in any given clerkship there's like a vast amount of like things that you're supposed to learn to pass the clerkship but the things that you want to take away from that you could actually incorporate into whatever uh, specialty you go into like make a list of those things Mm -hmm. and that's what you want to walk away from because those things that stick with you and that you use every day is going to be beneficial to you. So that's what I think the goal of clerkships should be. I really like that too, Bisha. And I think that third
3: year is such a unique learning experience because in a way you have so many safety nets. As a medical student, you are virtually not responsible for a patient. Like what you do, your resident is responsible for and what the resident does, the attending is responsible for. So in a way they don't really let you do something that you can seriously harm a patient more or less right? there's always circumstances right and you always feel like you're gonna do something scary but I've kind of been navigating it like this is a great opportunity to let myself be vulnerable and know that like the outcome yeah sure we're graded and all of that but to like put myself out there and volunteer to do something that I've never done before because a will I ever staple a C-section line again? I don't know, but it's so cool to have Mm -hmm. done it or to go and talk to a patient with a very unique circumstance that you may never get to experience again. Yeah. And if you're afraid um, of maybe failing or not doing it right, then I think your third year will be very limited.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. So I
3: appreciate that third year allows us to be vulnerable and navigate
2: and make mistakes
3: and make mistakes. Yeah. To learn and grow. I think the complexities of learning the jargon and the acronyms and these uh, tree twig graphs is just comes with the job because that's how it has become like the system has developed to become efficient. And it's part of the learning curve. Of just being a doctor, but I don't think that they do that to make our
1: lives difficult. But, you know, I feel like no one would ever have taught me this unless I asked.
0: Right. You know, I also do want to add that um, although there is this, you know, having it sticking in your brain because you haven't seen it. I, again, think it's important to recognize that not all of us have that same amount of background knowledge, So I think it does make it difficult, you know, for some people more than others.
2: And just to add another point, add another layer, if you will, there's a lot of self-directed learning that comes along with third year. I spend a lot of time on the Google. Yep. (laughs) I spend a lot of time on UpToDate, which is like a great resource for medical students to look up even specific symptoms, diseases, how you would like see it clinically, how you would diagnose it, treatment plans, stuff like that all the information on drugs, any possible drug that you can think of. So there is some responsibility during third year that you have to take for yourself to learn because there are going to be times where residents aren't available to teach you. The attending is like super busy. So you just kind of have to like put it onto yourself. Part of me is like grateful for that because I feel like I've become more efficient within myself to not necessarily be relying on other people to kind of feed me information, but going out and seeking it for myself and that makes it stick in my brain longer. And if I, you know, have a test question, maybe a shelf exam <laughs> at the end of the rotation, I'd be like, Oh yeah, I totally looked that up. I know what, I know what it is. Or, Oh yeah, I totally had a patient that I looked this up for and I totally know how to treat that. Yeah. You know? And shelf
0: exams, by the way, are standardized tests that you have at the end of every rotation, um, to kind of measure competency. Mm-hmm.
1: So before I actually started third year, a lot of people who have already been through med school or been through third year and fourth year, they kind of, I, I kind of sensed a theme where they're saying, oh, you're in the honeymoon phase um, is what they call it. And it's where you're super excited to be in medicine. And this is so new and you're happy. And that kind of worried me that that was like a, you know, a thing. And so I think one thing as I went through my clerkships, I noticed how the attendings, were so efficient at their job, how the residents were so efficient at their job. But at the same time, you know, how we're not efficient, but we're so excited about the job. And I I almost fear that that's going to happen to us kind of looking into our future. I constantly remind myself as I go through these rotations, it's like, you know, I'm not going to get jaded. I'm going to remember what I'm doing this for. I'm going to remember these are the things I want to learn in this clerkship. And just constantly, if there's a day where we're so exhausted and we just, you know, For instance, Harji, I know you stayed up till 2 a.m. at a surgery and you went home. It was, But I totally wanted to. Right. And, And that's the thing. So as long as we remember why we're there and what we're learning and we're constantly engaged with what's presented to us, you know, versus like patient presentations to who we interact with, I hope that we can continuously stay excited and, you know, finally figure out how can we implement our goals through this system, you know?
0: Lean, I think that's such an insightful um comment that you made because I think because I feel because you think of things that way that you won't get jaded. I think it's important to remember why we are doing this in the first place and your story is not going to be like everybody else's so although these people have maybe said oh I feel jaded and there will be times when things are hard Mm -hmm. um, you need to remember you have a unique story and that's how I've been leading my like I'm so happy right now and I know there'll be times when I'll be it'll be hard but I think I'm so happy because this is what I love to do.
1: Yeah. Despite all the information that's coming at us, you know, how are you, how are we all going to manage that and stay excited about why we're here? I just going to play devil's advocate
3: a little bit. And I'm going to say there are going to be times in third year where you're going to hate what you're doing. Right. And part of third year is to figure out which specialty you want to go into. So I would argue that if you find yourself not being excited, it's okay if you can't talk yourself into it because and that's, that's not how wrong. You, absolutely. That's how you navigate yeah. what you love and don't love exactly. And exactly. then there are gonna be days where you're just exhausted because nobody can function on four hours of sleep for five days in a row. and right. It's hard to get excited. But right. if you keep it in the back of
1: your mind, I think that that would be. It's right. gonna be really make your life a lot better. I think it's yeah. very important to keep it in the back of your mind because I think we've all been through those days where we're right so sleep deprived and we have to be there so early and it's just
0: But we still got here. And we yeah. got here. Yeah. And we got here, got here
1: because yeah. we kept that in the back of our mind. It's like okay, I'm getting all this jargon. I don't understand anything. I don't understand the hierarchies. I might yeah. be getting embarrassed from here and here, but yeah. But I remember would, what you're doing it for.
3: Right. But I would just say it's okay if you feel overwhelmed and exhausted right. and not excited. That's I agree absolutely. with that.
2: And also like the good stuff is really good. Like, catching a freaking baby. Like, you know what I mean? Like, doing things you never imagined yourself doing and they just, like, trust you yeah (laughs) like holding the heart for
0: like an hour even though my hands
2: the the, um
0: the doctor i was working with was like is your hands cramping i was like no i want to hold this as long as i can because i might never get to do this again yeah right also you'll
3: get really
2: strong doing surgery holding things for hours like with the bad comes the good so I as much as like the stuff where I like I don't even know where to find my patient or like, you know, all the confusion goes like that's something that I'll figure out along the way. But like the cool stuff that I get to do, I'm like always excited about and I don't think it's ever going to go away. I don't even think like even like attendings, residents, whatever, how however far you go into your career. I feel like there's always something that like really excites you. You know what I mean? And we just kind of have to hold on to that.
1: So in that terms, Bushra, what do you hope to gain from third year? So
2: something I really want to do. (laughs) Um, So I have my anesthesia elective after my family medicine rotation. So I really want to put a central line in a patient. Um, A central line is basically, um, it's kind of like an IV, but bigger, um, and it usually goes in like a larger vessel in in the neck or in the groin to give anything from like medication to like um, nutrition. And it's really cool. And I really, really want to do it. And you get to do use like it, um, ultrasound to guide the the line in. And so I actually got to see that
0: because <laughs> I was on my cardiothoracic surgery rotation.
2: Yeah. Did you get to do one though? No, it looks so <laughs> hard, but it looks so cool. And I was like, Bush is going to do that one day. That's what I want to do. We'll see if they'll trust me enough to do it. But the key is to act like you know what you're doing and then let you just do it with confidence. So that's that's my motto for this year.
0: I think the main thing I want to learn is how to communicate with the patient and really understand them as a patient because they're the person I I'm going to provide care to. Margo, what about you?
3: I agree with you, Harji. There's many things that I hope to learn Um One of the biggest things I hope that by the end of third year, I have very definitive clarity in what I want my future career to be because we only have this
1: year to decide.
0: That's such a good one.
1: So what about you, Lean? What do you hope to learn this year? The biggest thing I want to learn this year is hopefully being able to develop a a critical approach to diagnostics. You know, in in terms of this is how they presented and this is what they're doing and this is what, you know, the symptoms they're having. And how can I gather that all up to come up with these are the possibilities and not from the extreme to the more common? I think that's going to be very critical for us, especially working with um, attendings and residents. That's pretty much what they're always asking us to. They're like, what would you want to do as a plan? Well, if you don't know what's going on, you're not going to come up with a plan. So (laughs) that's my biggest goal. I hope you all continue to follow us as we stumble gracefully through third year and our rotations and our clerkships. If you have any questions, please reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and we would love to hear your stories as well. If you have any input um, on your medical experiences or how you wish to also gain medical experiences where it might be tough to learn um, certain jargons, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear your stories and your input. Um, thank you for listening f- to us, and we hope that you will join us as we continue with season two. I faded out.
2: <laughs> Good job, Liam. That was rough, dude. Level.